Pashus Harav Mor the Asra, Harav Achoshuv, Rabbi Feiner. Pashus, my dear Aunt Shirley, and the members of the Pokovitz family, Morai Verabosa. It is a singular honor for me to participate in the White Shul's tribute to Mori Verabi Rabbi Pokovitz. Zatzal on his first yurtzite. <coughs> Rabbi Polkowitz was a gifted teacher who taught Torah with ahava, mm-hmm. with sensitivity and tolerance. He learned from the gedolim of the past, from the likes of the Chsam Sofer that we will address shortly, and transmitted those teachings to thousands of young men and women here in the White Shul and throughout the United States. For him, it was a labor of love. But I have to admit the truth. Uh, I have not Rabbi Polkowitz's eloquence. Uh, I don't have his learning or his wisdom. But as indicated, he did teach us to learn from the gedolim of the past. And I'd like to attempt to do that this morning together with you. What better tribute to his memory, especially on a yard site, than for us to learn even more Torah, and may it be an aliyah for his nishom. So let's begin with page one, passage one. Rav said we're going to learn Torah this morning. Not my Torah, the Torah of the Son, so we have nothing to worry about. <laughs> passage one is from a wonderful sefer, one of the many additions to the Chuvas of the Son, so called Likute Chuvas Chasam Sofer. If you just go to a farm store and buy a set of the Shavos and Shuvas from Sofer, you don't have all the Shavos and Shuvas. You have to buy about seven extra volumes mm-hmm. today. Um, this is one of them. So here's a beautiful Shuvah. We're going to read it. We won't skip any words. We'll start from the beginning. Shivisi Hashem Lanegdi Samid. So the first line of this particular uh, letter, actually. Pressburg, Yom Beis, Ches Kislev, Tovkuf Ein Ches Lufrat Kotov. So this translates to October 1817, and dates are going to be important for us. October 1817, the Samsofer is already the Godel Hador, Pose Hador, he's had been many years in Pressburg, he first came to Pressburg, today called Bratislava, in uh, 1806. <laughs> So he's writing to a, a Jew by the name of Rabbi Mordechai Leib, obviously a Talmud Chacham, the Imos, Biyamino, Kosebes, Hagasa, I got your letter. Yisrael. I got your letter and I see that you made a nether, you made a vow to God. So, <coughs> briefly, this Talmud Chacham sends a letter to the Chacham Sofer. I'd like someone to pray at the grave of a great tzaddik, and I'm asking you for help. Yokum Dvoro, I will see to it that it happens. Vanie Yashliach Ladova Bertzos Hashem, Kasher Yitzabem Aloso, I will do exactly what you want me to do. Lispalel, Lishtateach, Al Kever Isha, Elokim Kadosh, Mori, Verabi, Hagon. I'm going to pray at the, I'll make sure that prayers are recited on behalf, presumably of someone who is ill, at the grave of my Rebbe, his Rebbe was Reb Nassim Adler. 
Yishlach liyodi le'erech Adam Zohar. It's going to cost you uh, a coin, Adam Zohar. Va'atzav eleizer tzadikim b'talmidov. I'll send a message to Frankfurt on Main, which is where Nelson Adler was buried. And of course, that's where the Chassam Sofer was born, and where he was a Talmud Mubuk of Rav Nosson Adler. I'll send a message to Frankfurt. I'll find some of his Talmidim, and of course, if the request is coming from me, it'll be taken care of. Now, something unexpected, some more information from the Chassam Sofer about his Yodo, When I poured water on his hands, Metaphor for serving him. When I served my Rebbe, I was Meshamesh, my Rebbe. B'tchilas Lebaskovitz. Nasser Adel was born in Frankfurt on Main, lived almost his entire life in, in Frankfurt on Main, but in 1783 he was put in Kherim by the Rabbanim of Frankfurt on Main, and he was forced to leave Frankfurt on Main, and for four years he was in Golos, as it were, from Frankfurt. And he became chief rabbi of a small town in Moravia, which is part of the Czech Republic today, <coughs> called Baskovici, uh, in German and Yiddish, Baskovitz. And the Chsam Sofer, when his Rebbe went into Golos, the Chsam Sofer <coughs> went into Golos. And the Chsam Sofer left his family, left his culture, and he went wherever his Rebbe went. And he went together with his Rebbe to a Makom Nidach, to this small town called Baskovitz. And my Rebbe had two children. He had a son and a daughter. And he had a daughter who was about 12 years old. He loved her. And especially for her good deeds. The mother and the daughter, they were one and the same. Some sofer knew his Rebbe. He knew the Rebbetzin. He knew, of course, the children. It's impossible to tell over all her wonderful milos. Unfortunately, she died a youngster. No tears were seen from my Rebbe. When Jew is supposed to say, whatever Hashem does, Hashem does. I didn't see such simcha in my Rebbe when he was in Ovel. Uh, not even the, uh, even, not even on Simcha's Torah was such so much joy seen in his face. But on the Shabbos of Avelus, Parshas Vayera, and happened to be Parshas Vayera. And the din is on Shabbos, there's no Avelus Bifahesia. Be especially careful. So, no, of course there's Avelus, but there's no Avelus Bifahesia. So on Shabbos, of course, he came to Shul, and he davened in Shul. Nelson Adler was a coin, and of course, he always had every Shabbos in Frankfurt, as well as in Boscovitz, he had the Aliyah of coin, and he had Maftir, the two, two Aliyahs that a coin can have. So if he wouldn't accept an aliyah on Shabbos, it would be Avelus Befahesia. So he was reading the Haftorah at Shabbos. One tear. One tear fell from his eye. And he caught it in his hand. 
And then he caught himself. He realized that he was engaging in Avelus Bifahesia. He caught himself. And he was back to his happy self. He never had any children after his first two children. He didn't engage in any kind of Kabbalistic or mystical activities to create a miracle so that he could have another daughter. Physically, uh, some sofa says it wasn't possible for him to have children anymore. Even though he was a great Bukubal, he performed miracles all the time. If you read the writings of some sofa, you'll learn about them. But for himself, that he should have another child, he refused to engage in this kind of activity, any kind of Kabbalistic aid. Because sometimes if something goes awry, engaging in this kind of Kabbalistic activity could lead to the death of his wife. That he didn't want to do. Sofa was married. His first wife's name was Sora, his second wife's name was Soro. Also Soro. And his, his first wife, he was married for many years. He had no children. And Skamsofer is writing now, and I too never went to my Rebbe. I could have asked my Rebbe. My Rebbe could have recited a Kabbalistic formula. I would have had children. But I know that he didn't do it for himself. And if he wouldn't do it for himself, I wasn't going to be my tree of my Rebbe. Whoever doesn't force God's hand, as it were, you won't be put into a difficult position. And of course, as you know, that some sofer was okay to marry a second time after his first wife died, and he married the daughter of the Akiva Eger, and of course he had many, many children, grandchildren, and so on. Every anical of the some sofer is automatically an anical of Rabbi Akiva Eger. Hashem has many ways to aid those in need. Now, before I analyze this further, I just want to at least explain one line that it was Shabbos Pashas Hayera. And the reason I know this is because my Bar Mitzvah was on Pashas Hayera, so I know the Torah very well. I know exactly what happened. So we, it's not spelled out here, so we have to make sure that everybody realizes what happened. So that's a famous parasha in Sefer Malachim, Malachim Beis. Indeed, as Rabbi Pokovitz loved to teach Nach all the time, and was always citing Pesukim from Nach in his Roshos. So in Malachim Beis, Perak Dalet, there's a famous story. It begins with Isha, Yeshua Achas, and Hanabiyim, and it goes on to tell a story about Shunem, that Elisha used to visit a town in Eretz Yisrael called Shunem. And when he came to Shunem, he needed a place to stay. And there was a wonderful woman, an elderly woman, her husband. They provided, not only did they provide Nasa Sochem for him, but they actually built him, uh, I won't say a penthouse, but a, a small room in addition to the house uh, where he could rest comfortably and so on. And he wanted to return the favor, and he was wondering what he could do for this elderly couple. and. Uh, he actually asks the Isha Shunamis, and she says, nothing, I don't need anything, I have everything I need. But he learns from Gei Chazi that, uh, that they have no children. So 
whole couple had no children. When he learns that, so of course he calls her in, and he tells her, a year from today, you will give birth to a child, a son. She didn't ask for a son, but she got a son. And you know the story, a little short while later, he's a young boy, and unfortunately he has a stroke, he dies, and she's beside herself. And she comes to Alicia and she says to Alicia, did I ask for a son? Didn't I tell you I didn't want anything? What did you do? So here he is, and he reads the story about a woman who has one child and the child dies. And one tear flows from his eye. That's just so you should understand the passage. Now this is a remarkable passage in the writings of, of the Sam Sofa for many reasons. We learn about a tzaddik, his Rebbe, Reb Nossin Adler, who teaches us that when your emotions move in one direction and halacha moves in another direction, it's necessary to overcome your emotions and follow the halacha. But I'm more interested in the Talmud, the Tzam Sofer. Look who the Tzam Sofer is. Tzam Sofer is a Talmud. He's, he also has to, yeah, he has to say the Haftar also with everybody else who should. Right. He's watching his Rebbe. He's watching every move his Rebbe makes. And he sees one tear. No one else in Shul saw it. He saw one tear falling from the eyes of his Rebbe. That's the Chsam Sofer. The Chsam Sofer was uh, just an incredible Mishamesh Rabo. And when he says, he means it. He, wherever his Rebbe went, he went. And whatever his Rebbe did, he watched. And whatever his Rebbe said, he listened and absorbed. And never forgot. Who else would have noticed in the middle of a Torah that his Rebbe, a tear was falling from the eye of his Rebbe? Some Sofer teaches us here what it means when it says in Pirkei Yavos, a Torah nicknames, Ba'avon Bishmona Dvarim, and one of those Dvarim is Bishibush Chacham, what it means to serve a Rebbe, to be Mishamesh a Rebbe, to minister to the needs of a Rebbe. And we could all learn from that and should remember that we have, we have that obligation as well. Indeed, the Chsam Sofer would often chastise his students. Several of the students recorded this in separate diaries. He used to turn to his Talmidim in the yeshiva in Presburg and he used to say to them, I was a better Talmud than you are. I never missed a shear. I never came late to a shear. I was always prepared for the shear. And the boys, the knees would be shaking. They're getting muscles from the Psalm Sofer. Yes, I was a better Talmud than you are. But then the Psalm Sofer would smile. And he would add, but the reason I was a better Talmud is because I had a better Rebbe than you had. <laughs> that was the Psalm Sofer. We go to page two, passage two. This is from the Drushos of the Samsofer. The exact reference is at the top of the page. And we'll read it, we'll read parts of it, if not, not all. Hespeid Mar, Ashkibas Morona, Akoyen Agodal, Hagon, Rabon Shokodne Agdola, Hechosid, Moreno of Nos and Adler, Harini Kaporosik Shah. 
here's a Hesper that some sulfur gave over his rep. And I stress the word Hechosid. Look at the word Hechosid. That's why it's on the word. Asher Holach Lolomo, Bikilo Gedosha, Frankfurt, Mine, Biom Chof Zayin Elul. He died in Frankfurt, Chof Zayin Elul, the year is 1800. So some sulfur is not yet in Pressburg, he's in Matisdorf. The Nikbar Lomorachoso, Biom Chorosso, Biom Chof Ches Hanal. He died on, the, the burial was on the next day, the 28th day of El. He heard about it. It took four weeks, almost four weeks, for him to learn that his Rebbe died. And it was already Tishrei Tov Kuf Samich Aleph, which is still 1800. So, listen to what the Son Sofer says. The minute he heard that his Rebbe died, he was Masvid his Rebbe. Lioso Adaim Betok Shloshim Lishchivoso, because it was still within the Shloshim. He wanted to be Masbid Rebbe while it was a Shloshim. Lorotzinu Laakro. And then follows a long, incredible drush. It's unbelievable that anybody could give such a drush. But that's some sofa, no problem. He gave us some sofa, gave a drush filled with Torah, half of a fellow. These are little excerpts that I took out from the drush. Vani Bechalomi Raisi. I was dreaming, says the Chassam Sofa, and I saw Hamisha Chumshe Torah dressed in black in mourning. I asked the Chumashim, why are you dressed in black? Don't you know the meaning of Frankfurt? They cover up all the Sifre Torah in the Aaron Kodesh with black cloth. I woke up, and he it was a dream, and he was frightened. What was it? He knew that the dream meant something. But now I found out when the Shvua came, my Rebbe died. He had that dream shortly before, or maybe exactly when his Rebbe died. The Torah itself is mourning the death of Reb Nassim Adler. Most Hatzadik Morona Zatzal. Kibi Yigdar Gidro Miyamo Bepirza who who is left to defend the Torah? Miyatare Shwaram who will answer all the different questions that we have and the problems that we have, me Yifare Karim, Aino Lonu Shekhionlusman Azai Wodu us that my Rebbe is no longer alive. Vigyono Alaylo Azel Lechobam Rorim and Nebuchadnezzar when you came to this evening when we eat more. Also Itzulanachameni, don't hurry to comfort me. Kigodol Kayom Shivri, my wound is is so great. Vli Roy Livkos, and I am worthy of mourning his death. Ulamebat Hispeda, Aniri Isiv Yoshe Vidoresh Kemoshimi Piagvura, Ani Rachti Acharov, Meya Parsovs. You're not going to find this anywhere else. Many other Godel be Israel in modern times who could say this. Ani Ratsdi Achrov Meya Parsos. I ran a hundred Parsos after him when he was forced to leave Frankfurt. I ran after the carriage. Ribdos and Adler wouldn't let him on the carriage. Ribdos and Adler said, Your mother lives here. Your family lives here. You can't leave. And he ran and ran for over a mile following the carriage until Ribdos and Adler said, I have no braver. I have to take you on the carriage. He took him on his carriage to Baskins. We are Zafti Beis Imi. Some Sefer's father died in, uh, in 
earlier. And he writes the Yachorov Meir Parsos. Vazafti Beis Imi, again, this is in 1783. That's a Lashem from Sefer Malachim again. Malachim Aleph, Perik Beis, Pasuk, Chav Zayin. Just like Rabbi Pelkowitz, the Psalm Sefer, always cited Sukkim from Tanakh. Everywhere. You can't read a Tshuva of his without knowing Tanakh. You need a concordance in front of you. And you won't understand parts of the Tshuva unless you know what the Sukkim mean. And he likes to cite from Eo, where uh, you have to do a little research just to find out what the words mean. So, Yisanezi B'cholish Hashanah Avi, that's a Pasuk in Tanakh, it really means, I suffered all the sufferings of my Rebbe. Whatever my Rebbe suffered, I suffered. I wasn't present at his deathbed. I couldn't cry at his grave. It would have been like Elisha and Eliyahu. If I had been present at his bed, I would have gotten twice, twice. His ability. If you'll be at my deathbed. Then you'll get your wish. I wasn't there. We'll just read a few more lines, and the rest you'll read on your own. It's homework. Uh, column on the left. It's a famous lesson in the Gemara. Uh, well, it nearly says when someone dies, so we all learn a lesson. What's the lesson? The lesson is is that uh, that we're next. We're all going to die. And if a tzaddik dies, so madoch a tzaddik dies for some small hate that he did, imagine what what our fate is going to be. And we, we're not tzaddikim. That's some sort of saying. That's an ordinarily that's ordinarily the case when someone dies. That's the Musar haskel that we learn every time we hear about. A Godel who dies. Ma nasa nachnu anushorim aleim avu nemirma inei kol ze b'misha yitzu yiraboshim meis b'cheto. So, some sofer cited many many passages here. That's talking about somebody who dies from a fate. And we know ordinarily people die because of their fate. Achmisha gia lichlal tachlis hachasidus. Notice the word chasidus. First line on the other column. The first thing he called his rabbi was a chasid. But my Rebbe, Reb Nassim Adlin, had no chatoim at all. And if you laugh, you understood exactly what he said. Amazing, we'll see. My Rebbe learned. Torah, Tanakh, he learned Vishnayis, he learned Gemara, Vishnayis, the Talmidim, the Chol Roz, there's nothing my Rebbe didn't know. The whole Shari HaTorah, P'suchim Lefonov, Ov, Lashem, V'labrios, go there, Gidre HaTorah, Moser, Nafsho, Leok, Yedua, Kamba, Tiltulim, Istaltel, Kamba, Tzoros, Uplos, Ovru, Rosho, Kamba, Ribo, Zahuvim, Pazar, Al Os, Achav, Shel, Torah, Shel, Yizbatel, he spent every penny he had, he gave every minute he had to stock, he gave money for people to do mitzvahs, my Rebbe died because of the chet. He didn't die because of the chet. So the question is, so what's the Musar Haske? What, what am I supposed to learn from her that when my Rebbe dies? That's what this part of the drush is about. 
And we're left, we'll go to the last lines at the bottom, four or five lines from the bottom. He died because of our sins, not because of his sins. How we lost our Rebbe. Now, you might think when he was referring to that, you know, he just meant other pious Jews. He didn't mean other pious Jews. Himsofa lived in the 19th century. He died in 1839, born in 1762. Already indicated in 1806, he becomes the Godel Hador by becoming rabbi of Pressburg, one of the great, great cities uh, today, uh, Slovakia, the capital of Slovakia. <coughs> and he was faced with the reform movement he was faced with Haskalah he had uh, to confront modernity one of the first Rabbonim to have to confront modernity in many different ways and it's during his lifetime that the first Hasidim come to Hungary remember he was in Pressburg which is the uh, capital city uh, and becomes the major city of all Hungarian Jewry all his Talmidim and Talmidim Talmidim become Rabbonim everywhere in towns all over Hungary so we go to pass, page 3 passage 3 and now you'll begin to see what his problem was with Hasidus here you have a letter to the Yismach Moshe it's an incredible letter we have two letters preserved on the Samsoter a letter from the Godeladar to the head of the Hasidim in all of Hungary the Yismach Moshe, or Moshe Teitelbaum, one of the great Hasidic Rabbonim, Talmud of the Chosev Lublin, who uh, leaves Galicia and moves to Hungary in 1808. And starts with a small group of Hasidim in Uhe, eastern part of what today is Hungary, and Hasidim keep growing and suddenly there's a confrontation as it were between Hasidus and the Chassam Sofer who is an Ashkenazi <coughs> is the head of the Ashkenazim no Chachmas, we follow all the Rishonim and all the Achronim, everything that was ever done by all the great Hasidic Ashkenaz and uh, you know, he knows the Maril and he knows uh, all the famous <coughs> Poskim in Dor Achador in Germany, his Rebbe in, in Frankfurt aside from the Nelson Adler is of course the Hafla and uh, and the Chum Sofer is a posek. Chum Sofer knows Shulchan Aruch backwards and forwards. He knows the Torah backwards and forwards. He knows everything. You can't pull a fast one on the Chum Sofer. You're not going to change. All of a sudden, they're dabbing no sefard in uh, a <laughs> neighborhood near him. It's a big problem. So he must have said something. We don't have the what happened before this letter. But it's clear from the letter that Chum himself says, "I understand that rumors reached you." that I somehow said something perhaps negative about Hasidus. So here we read a letter. We're going to start reading the letter. So this is Tshuva Kuf Tzadi Zayin or Chayin. Letter is dated. Uh, that letter was sent in 1818. 
first letter that we have, the second letter is many years later, but this is 1818, a letter to the Yismach Moshe. Yismach Moshe was an, almost an exact contemporary of the Samsofer. Samsofer was born 1762, the Yismach Moshe was born 1759, Samsofer died 1839, the Yismach Moshe died 1841. And he was the first Hasidic Rebbe in Hungary. Tzadik Katomar, we're at the top of the... Uh, Tzadik Katomar, beautiful. <coughs> Yisach Moshe was a Moshe title bound. Bound means a tree. It means a Tomar. So he says, Tzadik Katomar, Yifrach Kashoshana, you are the Tzadik Katomar, you are, uh, you are a Moshe title bound. May you continue to flourish like a lily. Ba'od kaposo ranono, tochel shono, bibikas... Kedem Ma'ona, play on the words at the end of Sefer Dvarim, Velo Sishkon, Olov, Anona, Halohu, Harav, Hagona, Mafursum, Karukas, Habosim, Gan, Hadasim, Ne Yisrael, Omar Yemini, Patisha, Choza, Kvod, Kibuya, Shem, Torosa, Moreno, Moshe Tamar, Moshe Teitelbaum, Moshe Tamar, Nero Yoyer, Ov Bezdin, Reish Vesiftin, Nekilo Kedosha, Uhe, Yaakov, Mishkino Secha, Uhe is spelled Aleph of Hey, I and Lamed, but you could play on it and say, Ooh, instead of Uhe, Ohel. So Ohel Mishkanasecha, Yaakov Mishkanasecha Yisrael. Beautiful opening to, he's writing to the Rebbe, right? And now we're going to pick up on this left column, just to save time, we're going to read one short passage. On your own, you can read the whole passage. We are on the left column, two, three, four, five lines down. Maybe I put, I put a bracket there? Mm-hmm. Yes. I won't hide the truth. I regularly say the following. Beautiful passage, and never, never forget this passage. What does the Psalm Surfer say? I always say that that's given to every Jew. Every Jew equally has a share in the Shulchan Aruch and has to follow the rules and regulations of the Shulchan Aruch. Ve'ein bodeid b'mo'adov. That's a pasuk in Yeshayot. If you don't know the pasuk, you won't understand what he's saying, right? But there are no exceptions, that's what it means. No exceptions. Every Jew follows the regulations, is obligated to follow the regulations of Shulchan Aruch. O'chein mi she'ein lo elo Torah, hafilu Torah It's a famous Gemara in Yuvamas. Look at the context, how he's using it. If you only have the Shulchan Aruch, if you follow the letter of the law, everywhere in the Shulchan Aruch, some sulfur says, Afilu Torah. Because it becomes a habit. Every day you put on filling, you go put on filling the same way. You don't think about it, you just put the filling on. Every day you put your talus on, you put your talus on. Every day you daven, you say the same filling again and again and again. You daven and so on. It's It's habitual practice. You're not saying it with the right kavana. You're not preparing beforehand how you should be misfollowed before Hashem and so on. Every father teaches his children, this is what you have to do. This is how you... This is how you put on filling, this is how you open a siddur, this is how you daven, this is how you learn chumash, how you learn gemara. Okay, call him is chaseid. Notice the root ches samach dalid. 
How do you become a chosid? A chosid is somebody who you can judge and see that he's spiritually on a different plane. He is always thinking about how is my action relating to what God requires. Sometimes it'll be chumras. Sometimes he'll take upon himself. I'm, I'm not going to eat certain kinds of foods because I'm not sure what bracha to make on the food or whatever it may be. Those are all chumras. No two Jews can be mischased in the same way. Because you want to be mischased. You want to serve God in a certain way. It can only be in a way that resonates to you. You can't just copy what somebody else is doing. No two Jews have the same Avas Hashem. All Jews are different. It's the famous Pasuk in Amos. You, the Israelites, are like Kushites to me. So, achrak oro, but to play on the pasuk, where it's talking about the black skin, so it's oro, the ayin vavresh. But some soldiers said the difference between Jews is not the color of their skin. The difference between Jews is their spirituality. Their or, kol Israel. But all Jews are members of one community. If you take all Jews and make them all do the same act of chesed, the same chesedus, right? Make a law, everybody has to do with Yusuf Sarek. It's back to mitzvah sanoshim. There can't be a universal chesedus system so far. Acts of chesedus relate to the person himself. Every Jewish and every individual has his own act of chesedus. We can't have all, everybody, you know, we will lay down the law, everybody has to do this act of chasidus. So then it's not an act of chasidus anymore. He understands. My Rebbe was, uh, was a great makubal, the hafloa. Notice the word chasid. Of course, is Rav Nosan Adler. Rav Nosan Adler is at Salvagon. They never had people who follow them exactly with their practices, with their chassidus. They learned Zohar Yom HaMalaylo, each one of them. They were all great chassidim in their own way. But they didn't say, everybody has to follow my practice. Thank you, Hashem. I, my hand, never left them, my rebbe's. I followed my rebbe's and everything that they did. Lo chasarti mehem baruch Hashem. I know how to learn too. V'todos leilius baruch talmidem ain parrots and thank God all of their talmidim are wonderful Jews. Umikol makom ain echod dome lechavera. Not one of the talmidim of any of these great kedolim is the same as the other talmidim. Zehu mashemargul v'fumi. That's what I like to say all the time. He's writing this to, he's writing this to the Yisvach Moshe. It's amazing, amazing words. Then you can uh, go on and read the rest of it. And the hour is late, so uh, page four is homework two.
Here you have the second letter from the, uh, and everything that I said till now sets the table for reading this next two, but we don't have the time to read. Uh, we'll look at the last lines on page four, the last two lines, I'll be able to say with that. Samsofer says, Kol mashenimsa bishas bavli biyushalmi umidrashehem. Every Jew has to follow what it says in Shas, and every Jew has to follow what it says in the Shulchan Aruch. But if it's not in Shas, if it's not in Babli Yerushalmi, and it's not now in Midrashim, no one is obligated to believe it. But if you want to, if that's going to be your Hasidus, wonderful. But you have to decide to do that by yourself. That's what we have to do. That's his closing line. Anyway, in sum, I just want to say that um, the notion that every Jew has a unique contribution to make to the Jewish community at large is perhaps best captured in a, uh, in a brief of our Torah, which I saw in one sefer ascribed to the Chassam Sefer. I must tell you that I've never found it anywhere in the writings of the Chassam Sefer, so I'm, I'm not sure whether uh, he really said it or not. But it the person who really said it, without question, is the Chidor, Rechaim Yosef Dov Razulai, in his parish, Chazdeyovos, on the And it's a beautiful word, and it's possible I heard this from Rabbi Polkowitz, I'm not sure. Rabbi Dostai, Berbianai, Mishum, Rabbi Meir, Omer, Koloshocheach, Dover, Echod, Mimishnosel, Malov, Akosov, Kibum, Mishai, Venash. Very difficult Mishnah, Mishnahovos. It says that somebody who forgets his Mishnah, his teaching, but he forgets even one, one teaching, it's as if you're guilty of a capital offense. And the Mishnah itself is very upset with this formulation. The Mishnah goes on to ask, We all forget. You mean if somebody forgets, it's as if he's guilty of a capital offense? How could that possibly make? So the Mishnah answers uh, and, and says, no, what we really mean is if you deliberately, you cause yourself to forget. Uh, then you're, it's as if you're guilty of a capital offense. Well, what was the first line of the Mishnah? Which is very clear. And the Chidor, Chaim Yosef Dover lived in mostly in the 18th century. Chidor writes beautifully and he says, We all know from all sorts of passages that every Jew has a share in Torah. Every Jew has an os in the Torah. Everyone in this room has an os in the Torah. We all have, as a matter of fact, not only an os in the Torah, but we have a whole Dvar Torah that uniquely belongs to us. Nobody, the Vulnagal can't say the Dvar Torah that's reserved for you. <laughs> we all have Torah that's reserved for us. And that's why uh, we, we, we all have, uh, there's so many osios in the Torah connected to the Shamos, there were Harsinai, and so on and so forth. There's lots of Torah. Uh, regarding this issue. But every Jew is unique. Every Jew has a unique contribution to make, and indeed at least one that only he or she can make and nobody else can make. And what the Mishnah teaches us, says the Chidah, is look what the Mishnah says. It doesn't say, Kol mi Mishnah. It doesn't say somebody who forgets a Mishnah. It doesn't say somebody who forgets a Gemara. It says, Kol mi Mishnah. So, if somebody forgets, his Mishnah or her Mishnah, if somebody forgets what their goal in life is, what their unique contribution to Yiddishkeit is, and only they can make that unique contribution. 
That person, you created for him. You were created because you have one Vartora that's reserved for you, and you blew it. <laughs> so, uh, the Psalm Sofer, in some, no two Jews are the same. Every Jew is unique. Thank you very much. Well, they took me to Silverstein.